Hey everybody, welcome back to the Quaker Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sean McKeown. I'm here with the editor of the sports section for the Daily Pennsylvania, Caleb Crane. And we have a very special guest on this week, a record-breaking football player, freshman running back, Malachi Hosley. Can I get a round of applause for my right in the room? How's your day going, man? It's been good. Just finished class and then I got something to eat and then I'm here. Okay, you know what? Perfect. Uh, I appreciate having you on. Um, first things first, man, congrats on a great season. Um, we're stoked to have you on because you've been that stellar of a player. Um, I covered your uh, Georgetown game, which I felt like was maybe the breakout game, game where you finally got a lot of touches, and it was electric. I remember sitting in the stands covering with a couple other writers, and everyone's like, oh, who's Hosley? We didn't have Hosley's name down. Someone find Hosley's number. Find, someone finds where he went to high school. Someone like, And we had to do this whole jump around because you had a breakout game. Um, tell me what that was like. You're a freshman coming in, and you have – you know, starting the season off, you know, a couple games in, you have a great performance. I mean, it felt good. Starting with Bucknell, that was really like my first game. Mm-hmm. It's like I got used to that, the college speed, college competition. And then leading that into Dartmouth was my first touchdown. So just mm-hmm. building off the energy that I already had from them two games to go into uh, Georgetown, which really just helped me elevate with more touches and more carries through the coaches being able to trust me. Mm-hmm. I remember after the game, right, Peoria came over. This is after all the introduction, all that stuff. He comes down, he talks to the writer section for another good 10 minutes about how much he thinks you're amazing. Just you, too. I remember we had a, we had a couple of players talking. He's like, do you see Hosley? Do you, do you see how, how well he speaks, how well he runs, all this stuff? And he talked about you for a good 10 minutes. I told him we weren't recording. <laughs> um, he didn't care. Um, but I remember in that post-game, post-game press conference, you were carrying a ball under your arm. Was that the game ball? Did you get that? Yeah, they gave me the game ball after you seemed ecstatic. About, how did, what did that mean to you, getting the game ball? It meant a lot, just knowing I could help the program in any way possible, even as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So I still have that ball in my locker to this day. That's nice. great. You, you get signed anything, put the date on it? No, I might have to. I might have to put the date on it. Oh, well, no, I'll get you a Sharpie when we leave this office. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get that set up. Um, but talking more about the season, you obviously had, you know, since then, a plethora of great performances. And, again, you're coming in as a freshman. Going straight from high school, coming here, getting used to everything, the locker room. How do you attest being ready for all this? Did you expect to get this Marion Carries your first year? Was this the, the goal coming in? I didn't expect this much. I expect some. <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, coming in in the summer with PP, or PFP, that helped a lot. Just get used to the weight room with Coach Riv. Mm-hmm. And then the summer running. And then, like, the guys were, like, they were so friendly and welcoming. So, like, I could get extra working with them, and it just helped. Okay, okay. Is there anybody you can attest to in the locker room that was, like, Really, really helping you out, John Malatsu. That's my guy. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and like, so you came in over the summer. Uh, you didn't have, you didn't come in in the spring or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Came in in the summer. Awesome. And like, but when I wonder if you could just go back a bit more and talk a bit, a bit about your recruiting process. Kind of what was that like? When do you kind of realize that Penn would be the spot for you? And I don't know what was the what was the pitch. So like spring of junior years when I got my first offer from Penn but I was talking to them like December junior year just on and off and I seen them at a few camps talked to coach uh, Sims and Franklin and then going into my senior season I waited just to like see because I just wanted to see like what was best for me I didn't want to rush into anything so then I took my visit on December-ish to Penn and then that weekend is when I knew I wanted to be a Quaker okay yeah was there anywhere else in the mix or there was, like, Harvard, South Dakota State, but, like, I wasn't really hitting them in too much as I was with Penn. Gotcha. Thank God it wasn't Harvard. <laughs> Jesus. Agreed. <laughs> um, speaking of Harvard, I mean, talking about rivalries, talking about how much, you know, Ivy League competition is, is important around here, 
Has have you bought into the hate every other Ivy play hard against? Yes, I have now, especially Harvard. Yeah, again, back breaking loss that was a week ago. It's hard to talk about. You know, ends the championship hopes in the end of the season. Does that? I know it has to affect you going into the final game of the year. But what 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 is coach saying to the players? Saying preparing for that last game, knowing the championship odds are out, but you know still trying to get the team together. Basically, like play for those guys who've played the played football all their lives and can't play it no more. Like this is their last game, so play for something bigger than yourself. Okay, and I know that that's probably we talked to a men's soccer player last week on the podcast, and he was talking a lot about how, you know, you gotta play for the seniors. He was a senior himself, and the locker room spirit was play for the seniors. It all matters to the seniors. That's that's who you rally for in a game like this. Um, and again, going to the last season, is there any senior you're excited for? Like, it's senior day, gonna get everyone's going to get a little bit of play? A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> All of them? Yeah? Okay. Um, and what's your mentality going in? Are you going to get a lot of touches knowing it's senior day? Are you going to go in there hoping for a big game? What, what's your mindset? My mindset is just, like, to play for them. I want to win for them and the alumni coming back to this game. Mm-hmm. But I also want to, like, have fun, watch the seniors enjoy their last game on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And the alumni coming back. I mean, it's Princeton. Mm-hmm. Have that have they uh, stressed you how important beating Princeton is? Yeah, we have like, so we have TVs in our locker room, mm-hmm. and the first day we get there, all of them say beat Princeton. Really? Yeah, that's great. That's good coaching right there. Mm-hmm. We have um, some shirts released from the DP. Kayla, what does it say on the shirts it again? Says Puck Princeton. Puck mm-hmm. Princeton, not not fuck Princeton. We wouldn't want to mix that up, but Puck Princeton. Yes. Um, it's a big deal around here. It's a big deal for everybody. Um, again, it's great to hear y'all have bought in because I'm a homer. I say this almost every podcast, but I, I would like I love to see Penn win. Sheerly, even at, you know championship odds out the way, mm-hmm. it's emotions, it's rivalry. Everyone buys in. I love it. Um, and going in again, I want you to take you back to when you first got here. Is this how you saw the season unfolding? Like again, you started coming in a freshman running back. You don't know what your position is going to be. You're not going to sure like how many reps you're going to get now leaving you know you matched a record with justin watson i don't know has someone told you that already yeah i found out like yesterday yeah that's a that's a big deal a guy who made in the nfl who's having actually i think his best career season with patrick Mahomes right now set a record here and you tied it you tied it in your freshman year that's Mm -hmm. a big deal it's it's something that you know did you see some that amount of greatness happening or is this just kind of like you're along for the ride no i just took it day by day and then the longer it went the better it got <laughs> I mean, that, that's great to hear. And again, I, I think the confidence the coaches have put in you is great because, again, talked to Ray Peoria a couple times. He raves about his players, every player at every position. But he always went out his way to mention, like, he didn't plan on giving you, like, all the reps to you this season. But he saw that every rep he gave you, you got better. Um, is that part of your mindset? Yeah. One rep at a time, one game at a time kind of thing? Or is that just, you know, again, production? It is like my mindset. Like, if I get one rip, I got to make the best out of that one rip because I don't know how much I would get. That was my mindset coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've certainly uh, taken a lot of reps pretty damn far. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you got on the in the in over the air, you take some screen passes, sh- short swings, 50-plus yards, and then taking a couple. You took a run 96 yards, and it was just kind of off of the house. Um, and a lot of your touchdowns have been on the longer side. So what's like your mindset in terms of just breaking those big ones and getting out in the open field and all that sort of stuff? So I'm not going to lie. I brag about how fast I am. <laughs> so when I get in open field, my mo- the first thing that goes to my head is don't get hawked from behind because mm-hmm. I know they're going to talk about it on the sideline. Mm-hmm. 
But like after that, like when I'm there, I trust my guys up front to at least get me five yards. And I know my receivers are going to come in and block. Mm-hmm. So after that, it's just a foot race. Mm-hmm. And talking about that, there's plenty of running backs, you know, talking about college and league history. I mean, you know, you think of like CJ2K, who like is a guy who made his career off of, hey, give it to me on a screen and I'm going to the house. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't put your best mm-hmm. man on me, I'm taking it somewhere. Is there someone like you model your game after or are you just saying this like I am speed? I'm coming out here to outrace <laughs> the guys in front of me. Nah. Growing up, I looked at like Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey a lot because they wasn't the biggest. They're not the fastest, they're not the mm-hmm. strongest. But like they utilize their talents. Like they can block, catch, and run. And I didn't want to be somebody that just could run and not catch or catch and not run or block. Got you. And that's that's two great names to shout out. I was going to say that myself because they're fast backs, backs who go behind the screen, take it to the house at any time. That's a good little bit of football reference mm-hmm. right there. Um, but again, talking about you know play style, how we've gone to the season and all that. I guess I'm kind of just amazed as a freshman the amount of, like, confidence you have. I mean, again, I mentioned earlier, but Ray Priori couldn't stop talking about how, like, how clear you are with your intentions. Like, after post-game press conference, you shouted out all the seniors. You said, it's not me who did this, even though you just had a great fucking game. <laughs> it's the team. That prep you have for yourself, like, the the talk you have, it's it's very, like, uh, like media trained almost. Where, like, you know to shout out the team. You know to shout out all the players. And it's very professional. Who do you accredit that to? Is that something you've always been like or proud of yourself on? Is that a family thing? So, like, I say, like, it's a family thing. Because my first time on the media was, like, sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. And it was awful. <laughs> so, like, that's all me and my family worked on from that day. They were like, Malachi, you're going to be something special. And if you can't do nothing in the interview or through TV, it's going to be a bad look. Okay. That's, that's interesting to hear. Is there, like, a particular... What went wrong in your what went so horribly wrong that you had to correct yourself? So I was talking fast. I was stuttering. I wasn't mm-hmm. looking at the camera or nothing. Yeah, okay. It was bad. You're going too fast for your own good kind of thing. Yes. And I, I mean, looked at it on TV, you can't even hear what I was saying. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah. And your family, you're talking about like instilling that confidence in you, saying they knew sophomore year. Is that something you pride yourself on? Like having like your family support you and all that stuff? How meaningful is that to have them prep you? It's a lot because, like, I know my grandma, she'll call me a few days before the game and she'll call me, like, an hour right after. My mm-hmm. dad here texts me in the morning. My mama texts me in the morning before a game. You ready? What's your mindset? Mm-hmm. And I really think that's helped me a lot, knowing that I have them in my corner, even though they can't make every game, but I know they're watching. That's great. Have they been able to get up to Philly yet? Or They yeah. called the Brown game, and then my grandparents are coming for the Princeton game. My grandparents and my dad are. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know even though even though the Brown game, you didn't, you didn't win yet. You had a pretty good performance especially uh through the air you got a couple of big catches uh what was it like being able to play for them again it was nice just knowing like i haven't played for them in front of them since high school so just knowing them there and i could like spot them in front of the crowd instantly mm-hmm. so like that just brought back high school memories and i was excited yeah that's great you can easily spot a lot of people in that crowd seeing as a uh, sometimes not a lot of people coming out which again every podcast we have athlete on please show out to games mm-hmm. last game is coming up against princeton Pack the stands, have a great environment. It's really important. Um, is that something you're conscious of going into a game? or Not really, because I, I don't play for the crowd. I play for like the people that's been there with me, like my teammates, my coaches. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I that's, that's the best mentality to have, because at the end of the day, Penn isn't the biggest sports mm. school. You know, basketball people show up from around Philly. Not yeah, really I was Penn. at the game yesterday when they beat Villanova. How fun was that? It was nice. It was nice. We threw the little things at the end and then stormed the court. The streamers? I, I know Caleb was there as well. He was yeah. a reporter covering the game. 
madly jealous <laughs> of, of, um, of the environment and stuff like that. Um, but when you're talking about like, again, talking about Penn sports, how cool is that to be a part of a pro, like a school that has, you know, the palestra in your backyard, a really historical, like long reaching basketball program. It's nice. Cause like coming in, I didn't know much about the history of Penn mm-hmm. and like just to learn it was like interesting. Yeah. I found it interesting as well. Again, I'm, I'm from Philly. Let's be quite, quite clear. No one gives a about Penn. We, we care about Temple or Villanova. Mm-hmm. But coming here, I've had a newfound appreciation for everything that is Penn basketball, Penn football, all these like long-term historical things. To be about historical, the performances you had, again, a little mm-hmm. tie back. Oh, that was a horrible transition, but we'll, <laughs> no one mind that. Um, talking about, like again, you, you broke some records that were set back in the, what was it, 30s? Like 1910 or something. 1910. So o- almost a century or over, o- over, over a, century. a century. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> over a century long record. When you talk about history and the respect for it, how does it feel to know that like there has not been a person in a hundred years that has stepped on a pen football field and done things you've done? Well, it feels great just knowing like that one run was like set before I even thought about being born. Mm-hmm. So just knowing like I broke that is like happiness to myself. Not even that. Before you were thought about being born yes. is a is a crazy like before thing. my parents were even thought. That's that's wild. And again, that's a part of history that you have. Like that mm-hmm. that's that's an incredible feeling to have. Um, and again, hearing about it like from a journalist perspective, our favorite thing is to report history. You know, it's the biggest headlines. It's the the funnest thing to report on. And, and you are history. You you've broken a couple records, tied a couple records. Is that you know when you talk about going into the future? Do you, do you like like the thought of leaving a legacy? Or again, you're talking about playing for your fans and family and coaches. Does legacy play into your mindset when you're on the field? I mean, not really on the field, but like when I sit there and reminisce, I think about, mm, it's not a bad legacy to leave behind. Like I love to leave a good impact on Penn, like, mm-hmm. not just on myself and like what I do, but like outside of sports and like the people I touch. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And again, like, I don't know. It's 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 an incredible like feeling to have these records broken, and the way you're speaking, it makes me more appreciative of the team because you, you you sound like your goal is clear and concise. Um, again, respect for the, the coaches, your family, play hard, break records. Not not the point, but it's nice if it happens, kind of yeah, thing. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Exactly. Um, and again, tying that all back to the end of the game or end of the year, going to the last game. You're playing hard for your seniors, for your family. After that's done, you have a whole off season. You have the rest of the year, and you have next season. Do you have hopes and goals for next season already, or is yes. it again? Oh, you want to? Okay, go ahead and tell me what they are. So I know off rip, I'm gonna take two to three weeks off just to like let my body recover, mm-hmm. and then I'm ready for Brown, Dartmouth, and Harvard. Those are like the three I have marked on my calendar. Like all them okay. other games matter, but like them three, they gotta see me. Okay, okay, they gotta see you. Yeah. All right, yeah. Is that again back to Ivy, back to losses? Losses. I, I don't like to lose. That's hey, that's a that's a great thing to say as a as an athlete. And two were at home in front of like people that like watch us play, mm-hmm. and then one was a uh, suffering overtime loss to a Philly special. To a yeah. Philly special is brutal. Yes. And again, talking about <laughs> talking about losing that overtime Philly special. I made the joke to to Caleb earlier this morning. Uh, Penn's not really a Philly school and they lost on the Philly special. It's a little ironic. Yeah. But walking off the field and after that play, what's your, is your mindset just get him next year? What, what was going through your mind? My mind, I felt, I kind of felt like Stefan Diggs when the picture of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And like my mind was like, 
I'm not letting this feeling. I'm never gonna feel this again. Nice. Okay, so it's a the plan is immediately this isn't gonna happen again mm-hmm. by any team. Okay, any okay. I've I have a question for you. You talk like that on the field too, or I, I'm I'm really kind of quiet unless like something's said to me. Okay, because okay. we talked we when we had Jared Richardson on, he uh, he mentioned that he likes. A little yeah. chirping, chirping a bit. <laughs> if he chirps and they chirp, I'm gonna chirp with him. I'm not gonna let him okay. chirp. Okay, <laughs> you'll join in. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Is that like? Because again, we're talking about Jerry Richardson, who had a completely different mindset coming in. I remember in the interview he mentioned like, I have a notes page of all my goals, a thousand yards, all that stuff. And he was he was bit like talking big about everything. Is it weird? Like I know a lot of athletes have that grandiose feeling mm-hmm. when you walk into a locker room. You're being humble the way you're talking. Is that an odd feeling to be a person in sports who? You know, isn't you know well, what's the vibe in the locker room? Is a lot of people going you know for their individual stuff? Is the team kind of focused in it's on? It's more team focused, but like I feel like everybody has their individual goals, like as a player. Mm-hmm. But like the vibe in the locker room after practice, we'd be dancing, we'd be having a good time together as a team. Mm-hmm. I remember Richardson mentioned the locker room as yeah. well. Has that been a fun part of your, your first year here? Yeah, it has. Like we'd be dancing and all that music <laughs> going. Anyone, anyone in particular have the ox? Uh, I know David o has the ox and Michael. Michael okay. Morris. Ah, okay. okay, okay. That's a, I don't know why I'm surprised by that. I met Michael. Didn't seem like the type. You know what? I'll <laughs> let him. <laughs> it's good to know. Um, any favorite stories from locker room this year? Oh, there's playing like old music, mm-hmm. and like me and Melf. I call Melf Unk. <laughs> <laughs> so we seen like this old old dance from like House Party. Ah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They be doing that in the NFL a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of celebrations. So okay, <laughs> I have that mental image now of yeah. the the breakdown. Um, that's great to hear, man. Um, I think I always get I feel very prideful when I hear like you know, Penn Sports has a very unique mm-hmm. kind of locker room situation where like I love seeing athletes talk about like how they're having fun in the locker room, and then also they talk about how they go to other games, support other teams. You even mentioned that you were at the basketball the, the basketball game. Is that something that? You got taught from people above you, like seniors, juniors, even sophomores, telling you, like, hey, show out for other teams? Or is that something you just felt like doing, like no, going like, to a basketball game? Because in high school, I played basketball, football, and track. So now that I'm focused on just, like, Damn. football, I would like to, like, go support other people. Yeah. Like, some of my friends play those sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know how, like, just a little bit of support could help a person's performance. Yeah. You got any uh, high school friends who are at Penn playing other sports or not really? Not at Penn. Okay. Where at? Like some of my boys, like one of them's at Georgia. He's an old lineman. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and then a few others went like D2, D3. Okay. okay. That's great to hear. Mm-hmm. And again, I feel like I love the support we have here at Penn because a lot of athletes show up for other teams because they know fans ain't always packing the stadium. Yeah. So the teams show up because the teams know how important that is. I think that's one of the coolest things here at Penn. The fact that, you know, teams show up for each other. It's like it's a sense of brotherhood. Agreed. Has that been expressed to you directly by any player on the team, or is that just kind of something that happens with with, a t- with like at Penn? Not really. I feel like it just happens because I know like with the last game, mm-hmm. I got the date, and I'm like, okay, I have nothing to do this day. Let's go. I'm trying to get people to go. So yeah, let's pack it out. They playing a ranked team mm-hmm. and beat a ranked mm-hmm. team, which hey, that's that's probably the best feeling in the world for a team. You know, we had freshman guards showing out all that stuff. Tyler, that's my guy. You know him? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did he talk to you after the game? Yeah, we had a little moment after. That's great. I mean, we, we kind of – I was talking about Caleb. I want him next on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you got his number, that'd be great. Not to, like, not to like curse, curse him or anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to get some freshman of the week too, some big some big awards his he, way. 
be quite clear, he better fucking get the. Yeah, he should. At the end of the day, that performance again. Watching it back, I had to watch the recap. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I couldn't watch live. For a freshman guard, similar to you, how impressed I am by a freshman running back showing up and doing what you've done. Mm-hmm. Seeing a freshman guard do the same thing against a ranked opponent yeah. is a crazy feeling. Is that is that a cool feeling to have? As you know, you're both freshmen, the stars of the offense for the most part showing out. That, that's a pretty cool connection to have, you know. Yeah, it is. Cause like we was friends like before both of our seasons started, and then as it went on, mm-hmm. we kind of have like similarities within like our sports that are happening. Like he's yeah. not afraid to take a shot. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to like do something on the field. That's great. I mean, that that's probably one of my favorite like connections to learn of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as a writer, you're probably gonna see a piece about that in a week <laughs> or two. <laughs> my editor's grinning because he doesn't want that you know information about that being out. But that's fine. <laughs> yeah, y'all are the only ones that know right now. Say again? Y'all like the only ones that know that me and him are like close. And and that's the crazy thing, right? Where that's a, the the beauty of having the Daily Pennsylvania is we get to report on things mm-hmm. that you know. Even, like, that's probably the coolest story of the year to me. Like, I, I really enjoy that, that our two star freshman players, like, our men's men's players in the school know each other and are balling out having similar stories. That's a really cool thing to hear. ESPN ain't going to know shit about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. either they're going to know about the upset, but they won't know about, you know, the really special stuff happening behind the scenes. So, yeah, I'm grateful to learn that. That's, that's a really cool thing happening. Um, as we wind this down a tad, going back to football for just a mm-hmm. moment, again – you say, you know, big plans for the offseason, big plans for next season, looking forward to now. As you are right now in the situation, sitting at his desk talking with me, mm-hmm. who do you have to thank for the season, like, behind you? I know I have God, my family, my parents, and then, like, the coaching staff, and, like, everybody that's helped me get to where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's – I could have cut that response out of a cookie-cutter sheet. <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah. would be the exact thing said by a lot of people. But it's true. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um and I, re- I respect the, the candidness. Again, I really appreciate you for being on it as well. Um, is there anything you want to talk about, people you want to shout out, things you want to mention while you're still, you know, have a mic in front of you? Well, like, I don't think my family and them are going to see it, but if they do, I like to think my mom, mm-hmm. my dad, my little sister, and then my grandparents, and then, like, players, John, Aiden, he's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Latino, my lineman, <laughs> Bert, uh, Purcell, Lagos, all of them. Okay. Coach Sims, Coach P, Coach Swanee, they've always had my back. Like, even if okay. I messed up in practice, mm-hmm. Sims wouldn't let them, like, all yell at me at once. He'll try to coach it. <laughs> he try, he make, he make them get in the line to yell at you one at a time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember one play, I messed up bad. Mm-hmm. And they was all yelling as I came back. He said, he yelled, I got it. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, like, seeing that he had my back, I felt way more comfortable because it was earlier in the season. Mm. And how important is that early support? It's very important, like, knowing that you can mess up as a freshman. And, like, the first thing they did was yell. Just knowing a coach has your back and mm-hmm. that he's willing to walk you through it, it means a lot. Having good cop, bad cop is a, is a great coaching technique, Ted. Having a guy harden you, having a guy support you, build mm-hmm. you up, that's a great thing to have. Um, and, yeah, that, that was all my questions for you. And, again, you've been having a fantastic season. I've been impressed. Everyone around here is impressed. Even some national media spotlight on you. Had some, like, clips of the week posted on ESPN. I, I, I'm proud to say you're a Penn athlete. I'm, I'm glad to have met you. Um, and, yeah, thanks for coming on. Shout out again. I want to thank everyone listening right now for listening to another episode of the Quaker Nation podcast. Um, I hope you guys come back next week for our next interview or performance. And, yeah, talk to you guys later.